Welcome to the well played deal. <laughs> <laughs> Are you just testing Do your Do you have a collection of those laughs? Uh, <laughs> Alright, now we're good. Welcome to the Well Played DLC Podcast, episode 69.2, Australia's nicest gaming podcast. I'm Zach Jackson, joined by Kieran Verbruge. Hello. Jordan Garcia. Hello. And Longford's very own Adam Ryan. (laughs) Yep, straight from there. Hello. How are we all on this 69.2 episode week? Feeling a bit deja vu-y, you know. Can, yeah. can, like can you've we been just address why it's Yeah, a... I feel like this is all this has all been recorded prior, but you can, know. Can we just address why it's point two? So yeah, so last week we um, did actually record episode sixty-nine point one. It was a mammoth uh, of a podcast, um, and we had a big mammoth of a podcast where we talked about our games of the generation, a little bit of Xbox stuff, and uh, some other uh, games. But one of the participants failed to record his audio. Um, and not to name any names, but it was KS. Not to name any <laughs> people in particular, but it was Kieran Stockton. Um, so, yeah, he fucked it for, for everyone. So we are now here for 69.2. But, I mean, I mean if you're going to... I'm always down for another 69. Yeah, I, know, so. I was going to say. So. <laughs> yeah, of all the episode numbers... For us to have to repeat, I think this is my favorite. Yeah, yeah. In fairness, I'm not that mad because it's pretty nice. The episode's so nice, we did um, it twice. Hey. There you go. That's, um, that should be the podcast episode name. Yeah, I think that's set nice. in stone now. It is set in stone. Well, uh, Kieran, how are you? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, doing all nice. right. Nice. I got um uh, treating you. Okay. Yeah. It's been a weird day today, but mm. otherwise the week's been good. Nice. Jordan, how are you? Are you going to ask me why my day's weird? Oh. <laughs> why is your day weird, Kieran? <laughs> anyway, Sorry, moving on. Well, I wasn't sure. I thought you might have would have said if, if it was shareable. Um, oh, it's oh, shareable. Oh, no, yes. I know why you, your day's weird, yes. Because I was, I was, I've, I've already told you, but uh, yeah. I, um, I got a call from my the property manager of my apartment building while I was at work today. And <laughs> she goes, Hey, just wanted to let you know. And I'm like, Oh God. Uh, she said the bathroom floor between your bathroom and the person under you has fallen out. What? It's like, <laughs> what do you mean fallen out? She was like, yeah, like your bathroom, your tiles are okay. I'm like, cool. She's like, yeah, but everything underneath them is in the apartment below it. <laughs> like, oh my God. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. So floor is so, gone, but tiles are still intact. So our floor is, our floor is there. Our floor <laughs> is fine, but all the pipes, all the cement work, all the everything underneath our immediate floor fell. Oh my god! So, 
So that that's, was that was cool. Yeah, that's that's a bit unreal. But yeah, so that was um that was an interesting phone call. And actually, while uh while she was explaining that to me, I was standing outside of a like in the underneath the shot tower at Melbourne Central, and there's like a fossil watch shop there. And I was watching this person looking at watches in the window, and then just like full on head slam the window, thinking there was nothing there. <laughs> um, and so, like, I kind of burst out laughing halfway through my real estate agent telling me what had happened. I mean, it's so I had to be like, "Oh God, I saw something funny." Sorry, well, I'm not no, laughing about is, the it's floor. It's funny if it happens to anyone but you. Um, like, I, I don't know if you'd be laughing the same way if Zach, you got a call saying the the floor underneath or the the part underneath the tiles in your bathroom fell out. Uh, that's yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, that's brutal. I went I went down there and spoke to the guy, and he showed me, and yeah, it's fucked. Wow. Sucks for them. But I got my Xbox Series X today. So, hey, silver linings. Um, it's, I, ha- I haven't put it on the floor yet because I'm worried it's too heavy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it might be a nice gift for either, or? I'm, I'm like, they said it's cool. Like, they're, they're coming to fix it in the morning. Well, fi- I don't know what they're doing, but they go- they're coming to sort it in the morning. And they said it would be fine for me to use the shower and stuff. But now I'm really paranoid that I'm just going to, like, fall through. Yeah, I don't know how comfortable I would be with, with my with dick out. That. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but see that—that's how I always envisioned meeting you for the first time. <laughs> that's how I enter a room. Just fall through the ceiling with my dick out. <laughs> that's that's how you meet your neighbor. Yeah, in <laughs> fairness, what a fucking entrance that would be. Uh, um, that's how I want to. That's how I want to do my like. Instead of walking down the aisle on my wedding day, I just want to come <laughs> through the ceiling. <laughs> I love that. Um, it reminds me of. Have you guys remember the film um, Not Another Teen Movie? I don't. Nah. Nah. Sorry, nah. mate. Sorry, bud. Um, there's a scene in that that, that just. Rem- I'm gonna chuck it here in the Discord for you. Time. Like, what if I'm you. sitting on my toilet? Yeah. Well, and it just. Well, what's this scene? I'm not okay. <laughs> Although if if my toilet does fall through, like I can just it's our bathrooms are completely like one ab- is above the other, so I can just get him to lift his toilet seat up. <laughs> well, the thing is, okay, like if your if your toilet falls out from underneath you, if you let one rip hard enough, you'll just stay stay put. <laughs> Why did you link that fucking video mid podcast, you idiot? I don't know, but I'm just picturing Oh, sorry. I yeah, that's pretty gross. Uh, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but I'm thinking if my if my toilet falls through into the apartment below me, I can just use his toilet from my floor. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that makes sense. Are they all lined up? Yeah. Oh, no really? issue then. How good. Well, there you go. Um. Yeah. Wow. Anyway, that was my day. Ad- eventful, mate. Hmm. Oh. Okay. Uh, Jordan, how was your day? My day was good. I uh, didn't wake up to a call saying that the floor underneath my bathroom had given out. Uh, you think you'd wake so- up to the floor falling out before you woke up to the call? <laughs> 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 no, I'm a deep sleeper. Uh, oh. But it's a no, nugget, yeah, my, my, thing that you go in deep at with. Yeah, that was, that was well put together. Good work. 
push F to hold respect. <laughs> um, <laughs> God. Uh, but no, yeah, no, my, my day's been good. I've uh, just been, you know, busy with work, really. And uh, playing a little Assassin's Creed Valhalla. That's about it. Good choice. Ah, nice. <clears throat> All right, well, let's uh, let's get stuck into it. Yeah, my day was good. <laughs> oh, sorry. I've. How's yours, Adam? <laughs> nah, fine. I'll be honest. I just I was at work for the entirety. Push, of the day, push so. F to hold respects for, <laughs> for yeah, Adam's day. Jesus. And Longford. Oh, sorry. Kieran's the story went for ages, and I forgot who. Yeah, nah. No stress. Blame me. Work. Blame it was a good story. It was a good story. Work and then out to uh, Key's mum's house to to have some very very quick dinner and then back to uh, back to home for for podcast. So, did you get any dinner from from the bakery? Nah, no bakery, no JJ's for me. Rough. Yeah, they were closed by the is time I went through. Is that because you were late for the podcast, or? Yeah, I would have stopped in for a pie at seven thirty. Otherwise, I think it's called Seven Eleven. Oh, yep. No, sorry. I get that wrong every time. Whew. There you go. Um, well, nice. That's uh, lovely to hear that you had a lovely evening um, out at Longford. Anyway, let's uh, move on and talk about video games because we've got a fair bit to talk about. I think. No, we do um, all right, so this week we'll touch on a, a couple of things that we uh, talked about last week. We'll probably just zip through a couple of them. Um, but who's been playing any video games the last week um, and a bit that they want to talk about that's not for content purposes? Well, we missed it last week because the podcast doesn't exist last week. Um, but I played through A Plague Tale and it was good. Uh, and then I've been playing through Debris in the Original Sin 2 as well. I'm almost at the end, so that my next big one is going to be out of the way. Uh, but yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty much all my non-review stuff. Um, Kieran sent me a message today. He finished uh, A Plague Tale. Ooh, what do you think? He liked it. Um, yeah, well, can't can't really talk uh, much more than that but um because of spoilers but yeah he liked it he liked it oh, i thought the embargo was still up the the pledge embargo still remains <laughs> um so there you go uh anybody else been playing anything at all Nah, nope. I had to I had to trade in my PS4, so I'm consoleless currently, and it's it's very sad. I had a. Do you, you don't have an Xbox? Nah, nah. That's 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 gone as well. That was on on a lending basis, and that's uh that's also left the house. Not even a Switch. Oh yeah, I've got a Switch, but I never. never there you go. That's all you need. Nah. That's not good. That's not much consolation, Jordan. Nah. <clears throat> <laughs> but no, I had a. I had a. I was I was a little bit sad about trading in my PS4. I had a. Had a bit of a moment with it, said my goodbyes, gave it a little sad nod. Sent Did they it let you way. trade it in after you had a moment with it? No, I had a moment with it past trading it in, which was even stranger at the counter with customers behind me and whatnot. But, you know, fuck it. It's my moment with my console. Yeah, you Literally. Did. 
shit. Uh, what? But I haven't. <laughs> I mean, the, the easy answer with all of that out of the way is no, I haven't been playing much this week that isn't for content. All right. Um, Kieran, I think you said no, didn't you? Yep. Nice. Um, I don't think I've got anything to talk about. I can't, I can't remember what I talked about last week. Whatever. You um, consider no, starting it's... a pledge game. What's that? You considered starting a pledge game. Did I? No. Oh. Um... <clears throat> All right, let's talk uh, content reviews. Uh, who, what do we got first? Adam, maybe give us your big... Uh, I was going to say, do you want to get our ones out of the way? Because we did them last week as well. Pacer? Pacer and your Xbox. Well, Xbox is, is going to be a more deeper chat this week because I've actually I've played with it more. Okay, well then yeah, we'll get through Pacer quickly then. Smash Let's pace ourselves. Oi, oi. So, I take it um, I don't want to talk about it anymore. That was terrible. So, so Pacer is, uh, if, the, if you've never heard of it, it is essentially a racing game like Wipeout uh, with aircrafts, hovercrafts, whatever you want to call them, uh, where you can yeah, get power speeds. I don't know. What the fuck? Power speeds? Fuck. <laughs> power speeds. Wow. Um, you know, you go really fast. <laughs> and uh, you have like you hit weapons high that, speeds. You um have weapons and stuff that you pick up and shoot and destroy your opponents. Uh, Jordan, you've played a lot more than me. I still haven't played since uh, Kieran and I played a couple of weeks ago. But um, Man, and you were fanging for it. I was fanging for it, but I've just been busy with other stuff, non pacer things, non pacing things. But yeah, no, uh, it's uh, it's definitely a solid title. Uh, I said last week it's uh, not quite as good as Wipeout. And after playing a bit more, I'm still, you know, settled on it not being quite as good. It's still a very solid title. It looks great. It runs great. Um, it, there are some things that it misses. Uh, like uh, there's not much agency in a, like the actual moment to moment because you have to choose what weapon, what two weapons you have and... Uh, well, part of the agency in Wipeout is deciding whether you want to use your weapon or consume it to increase your health. Uh, and But there are some really cool things. Uh, the, the vehicles handle quite nicely and you get to tune and customize uh, each, each ship, which is pretty cool. Uh, and then I did point this out last week, but, uh, you know, rip the first 69, I guess. Uh, mm. the, the tutorial track is just stripped. Uh, ripped right out of Wipeout 2048. How good is Wipeout 2048? Love that. Um, yeah, uh, Kieran, you had a had a quick race uh, over at my place, and it was yeah, it's good fun. I've only probably had maybe ten or so races, um, but no, I, I definitely dig it, and I definitely want to spend more time. Uh, playing it when I can get a chance, which hopefully will be this week. Um, and it's like it, it was originally a game called Formula Fusion, um, which I think was kickstarted. I probably should have looked this up last week. Um, 
but yeah, so it was. It's, it's been in development for a while, so I thought it was going to be a little bit uh, rough. Um, but it's actually, like, surprisingly, it's pretty, pretty good um, performance-wise, like you said. And that's running on PS4 Pro. Uh, like, it looks really good. Like, it sounds pretty good. But yeah, I think, like you said, Jordan, the only thing that I don't really like about it is probably the weapon side of it. Um, yeah. But that's, yeah. Apart from that, it's, like, pretty solid. And I'll um, try and have a, a review up at some point. Nice. Nice. Uh, all right, let's go into the probably the biggest title this week. Uh, Kieran, Bug Snacks. <laughs> bug Snacks. Can you, yeah, you're going to lead me in with the, with the theme tune. I went early. I finished early. Bug Snacks. That was beautiful. Did I nail it? Thank you, everybody. No worries. Um, am I actually okay? I'm actually talking about Bug Snacks. Bug Snacks. Talking about Bug Snacks. Uh, it's the the game that memed the world with its amazing theme song, which you just heard in full from Jordan, Zach, and Adam. Um, the, the it is. <laughs> it is. Uh, how did I just describe it in my review? It, it, it's um, it's Adventure Time meets Sesame Street meets. Hannibal. Um, (laughs) So there's Uzis? (laughs) There's no Uzis in this one. He did say Tamarin. Have you ever seen Sesame Street with Uzis? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. um, (laughs) Yeah, so uh, it stars a cast of... uh, They're called Grumpuses, but yeah, they basically look like uh, Jim Henson understudies. Um, they, you, you play a a newspaper investigative reporter who goes to an island called Snacktooth Island to find an explorer whose name is Elizabeth Megafig, who's basically discovered this (laughs) island that just don't shut up. That's she's, uh, discovered this island where all of the bugs that inhabit the island are made of food. Um, and when the when the grumpuses eat the bugs, their bodies turn into the food. So they've uh, they've set up this community. Um, a bunch of different grumpuses people have uh, gone to live on this island, and then Elizabeth's gone missing. So you're kind of tasked with um, not only finding her, but also bringing back all of the villagers who've all kind of just moved out and. Um, sort of grown apart and started fighting and stuff, and you've got to you've got to go around this island and figure out what it is they need, what it what it will take to make them come back to the village, so you can properly interview them all and figure out the sequence of events that led to Elizabeth disappearing. Um, and I guess like the main component of the game is is just going around and discovering all of the island's bug snacks. Um, there's about a hundred of them, um, and using all the sort of tools and stuff you accumulate along the way to trap them and catch them. So you can take them back to the village and just force feed them to these grumpuses and make them turn into food slash cannibals, I guess, when they are food and are still eating the food. Um, Cannibal lector. (laughs) Yeah. So it's, um, yeah, it's super, super quirky, but like all of the, like the villagers, stories and stuff like all of the sort of interactions you have with them um 
a very, I guess, like human sort of problems that they have. Um, there's lots of like, yeah, infighting and there's uh, like sexual tension and um, a surprising amount of like queer stories and stuff as well, which is really cool. Um, so it's, yeah, it's got like these two sides, one where it's like super wacky and you're catching food bugs and stuff. Um, and then the other side where you're kind of engaging with this like drama element and also trying to figure out what's happened to Elizabeth, which, uh, as a lot of people on the internet have kind of sleuthed ahead of time, ends up being quite, uh, intense, I guess is the best word to say without spoiling anything. Um, but yeah, I, uh. I gave it an eight in my review. Um, it's pretty much what I expected and what I was hoping for. The only downside is it has quite a few really long load screens. Um, the island itself isn't super big. It's made up of like nine little zones and they're very, very small, but you have to go through a load screen to get to each one. Um, and there's no fast travel. So sometimes if you're going to get from one place to another, you've got to go through like three, four load screens, which is frustrating. Um, and the performance on PS4 is a little bit wanting as well, but I guess it's, uh, it's an indie game, so it's easy to forgive. Um, but yeah, hopefully anyone playing on PS5 won't be as bummed out about that stuff. I think, uh, from what I've heard, the load script times are about three or four seconds instead of about 15. (laughs) Um, but yeah, other than that, like, yeah, excellent. How much is, um, is it retailing for? I think it's like between 30 and $40, but okay, obviously if you, cheap. yeah, uh, it took me maybe like, I think it's like eight to 12 hours, depending on how thoroughly you finish it. Um, but yeah. And obviously if you're getting it on PS5, it's free with PlayStation plus, which is cool. Yeah. That's a, they've got two really, well, not really big games, but really, um, really good offers for PS plus members. Um, you know, first two months into the life of the PS5 with Bug Snacks and um, uh, what's that one that Adam likes? Destruction All Stars. Yeah, Destruction All Stars. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting, like that they've kind of sort of, I guess, accepted that they don't have that many PS5 exclusive titles, so they're doing like a two month thing for everything. Um, mm. but yeah, nice. Um, I did have another question, but. It wasn't a very good one, and I can't remember it, so let's just move on. Um, Adam, you've been playing a, a pretty big game. Is this... This would be your biggest review, yeah? Probably. In yeah, terms I'd say of so. uh, pre-release. Um, yeah, it's definitely as far as pre-release goes, for sure. Cool, yeah, so you've been playing uh, the new Assassin's Creed game, Valhalla. I have. Uh, tell us your thoughts. Tell us all about it. Uh, straight up, as Kieran mentioned in his preview, uh, he was correct. It is probably the best Assassin's Creed game to date. Uh, it's a great, a great mix of original, like one through to, I suppose, Black Flag style, um, and the new Odyssey and Origins, uh, combat and RPG elements. It's the... Like almost the the perfect mix of those two styles of of game, and it's fantastic. Uh, but to rewind a bit, you play as Eivor, a Viking in the ninth century. Uh, you are alongside your your adoptive brother Sigurd, 
uh, you're forced to leave your your clan's home in Norway, uh, and and you go off to conquer new lands in England, uh, which at that stage in history was in a bit of turmoil. There's warring kingdoms and a whole whole bunch of different factions plotting against each other. It's a a, a bit of a mess to to say the least. Um, so it's it's Just very much. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so it's very much a a conquering Viking story, and every part of it is just as brutal as it should be for a Viking story. Um, so it it still has obviously being an Assassin's Creed game. It still has the it still has the Assassin Order. It still has the Templars, but they they go under different names, being the the Hidden Ones and the Order of the Ancients. Um, but it doesn't take a, a back seat, but it definitely is a little bit more reserved, at least for the, the body of the, the story. It definitely picks up further towards, towards the end. Uh, but for the most part, the story is told in these more confined, um, separate, smaller campaigns. So more or less the, the idea is that your, your clan, the Raven clan makes their way to England, uh, sets up this this settlement and you have to reach out to to other kingdoms to to build alliances to to further your your stock in this new country so you'll you'll go into a new kingdom and to, to form an alliance you'll have to war against uh, another clan or uh, instill a new king or do do something to to in a I'll scratch your back you'll scratch mine situation to to build the trust with with that kingdom so each smaller campaign is very isolated and they act as yeah these these micro stories that play out on a on a smaller level to to build on the the full campaign but it it gives you a sense of uh constant completion you're not just kind of whittling away doing menial tasks it it gives you a a sense of uh it's it's conclusive uh and continues on that way there is a, a modern day element and it continues on from from odyssey and origins but it's the the viking ninth century aspect is definitely a lot better that's for sure uh combat is similar to how it was in odyssey and origins but has been built upon and it is savage there's decapitations limbs flying everywhere it is fully brutal i was kind of worried that they wouldn't lean super far into that being that it's also an assassin's creed game still uh but no it is it is savage and it's very satisfying it's it's still rpg based like i said um but there are also these these new abilities that you can just find in the world as tomes as these books that are kind of hidden around the the landscape and they teach you like uh to throw axes to throw a like a rope harpoon or to target multiple enemies with your bow at a time, and that kind of spices up combat a little bit. It's, it expends adrenaline, which is a, a, a uh, like points that are, are spent combat points more or less. Uh, you've got your parrying, you've got your light and your heavy attacks, and your dodge roll and whatnot. But that uh, the inclusion of those abilities really kind of spices things up, and and makes combat a whole bunch of fun. Some of the enemies can be a little bit of a pain, uh, especially the larger ones that grab you and throw you. That's um, that's a bit irritating, but that's that's honestly only a, a tiny part of it. Uh, the 
the, the combat's probably at its best in larger scale battles. So your raids going up against small encampments to to large castles uh, where you can take you can man a battering ram and smash down the 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 big gates and bridges and whatnot, which is just a ridiculous amount of fun with arrows flying everywhere and fire being poured onto to all of your your clansmen. It's it, they they do a great job in setting setting the scene for this this huge large scale battle and being a part of it is is fantastic like pulling up to with your your long boats and charging the shore just always feels satisfying like the the horn blows and you can hear the the smashing of uh axes on shields and it just it sets such an incredible feel it's it's brutal and it's it's brilliant uh but to mix in with with all of this brutality uh stealth takes a, a big front seat again is as well as social stealth so pulling your hood up and blending in with the crowd and doing silent assassinations is back and it takes a, a pretty big part of the game so you can often like there are some some missions that do focus solely on stealth but for the most part you can choose how you want to go about things so you can go in like a screaming berserker viking and just raid the place and level everything set houses on fire and whatnot or you can pull your hood up and do it a stealthy way and go in, kill your target and leave like nothing's happened. Um, so I really appreciate that there's choice there and both are brilliant. They're both implemented well. You're not kind of forced down one path more than the other. It, there genuinely is a good amount of choice. Uh, the open world is massive. It's bigger than Odyssey's, but it's definitely more interesting. There's snow-capped mountains. There's running rivers there's rolling hills it's it's gorgeous and it's huge but it doesn't feel overbearing uh because thankfully ubisoft have changed up their just checklist based ridiculousness as far as quests go and icons all over the map and they've changed it for small just glowing icons so there's orange blue and white for wealth mysteries and artifacts and they glow brighter depending on their importance. So wealth is just resources. Mysteries can be side quests or puzzles, and artifacts are just collectibles. Um, but looking across the landscape and seeing these dots just makes you want to explore. Uh, a because you don't know what they are straight from the offset, and B because they're just they don't feel overwhelming. They feel like a guide more than uh, an encumbrance. There, it's just it's such a, a small change, but it changes everything like i i wanted to just get on my horse or jump in my longboat and explore like i got distracted so often just because i could see the glow of one of these dots in the distance and i was like ah oh, look i should be doing the main story but maybe i'll do this instead it's it's what an open world mission structure should be and i'm just endlessly thankful that they've finally decided to to change that up because the the checklist system was just painful um, the game is. I got a question for you. Yeah, um, go for if it. If you want to have a quick, if you want to hear someone else's voice for a minute, gee whiz. Yeah, um, thought you boys were gone. Um, so I think I read, and now you can correct me if I'm wrong on this because mm-hmm. I might be. But you can, I believe, if you find gear that you like, you can build upon that without having to sort of discard it, and. Uh, like if you like the look of a certain piece of gear, you can sort of keep that and make that and yep. leveling that up. Or is yes, that, is, yeah, is yep. that true? Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, there's there's leveling to gear. Uh, mm. In in that particular aspect as well, gear isn't it isn't given out just like candy. There's not like you're always going to be finding like shield plus one. Um, it's given out at a much slower rate uh, and it's a lot more scarce, but they all feel different. Like there's axes, swords, flails, hammers, and they all feel significantly different. Um, so yes, the, the the whole idea with gear is that you can stick to one piece of gear and level it up and attach runes to it to alter how it works. And it, yeah, the the variation is massive, but they don't just throw it at you for the sake of throwing it at you. So there's not like tiny little stat changes here and there. Uh, the gear you find is often feels really, really different. Um, yeah, because that's just that's one thing that I don't like and personally haven't liked about RPGs in the past is that, you know, like I'll find a bit of clothing or whatever, mm-hmm. a vest or something or a weapon that I like uh, that I really like. But then, you know, five minutes down the track, I have to, I have to get rid of that because it's not going to be strong enough to maintain me yep. for the rest of the game. Yeah. Um, so I think I think I think that's a, a really good um, inclusion there. And I, I don't know is is that common in RPGs now? Like is that a like is the um, having to discard weaker items? Is that a like a dated sort of thing? Because that was actually in um, Greedfall. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like the budgets are, are very very different there, but. Like yeah, they have that to a degree. You could um, improve uh, pieces of gear by putting runes or something in them, but they only would go up to a certain level. So eventually, yeah. at some point, you would have to, um, you know, you'd, you'd have to get rid of it because there was yeah. one weapon that I really did like, but like at one point, like I, I was just like getting murdered. So I was like, you know, I need to equip a better weapon. So yeah, that's. Does anyone know if that's in other games or? I, d- I know that you can better gear in most RPGs, but I don't think to this mm. this extent. Like for Valhalla, you can enhance your gear up until a point and then it becomes like its strongest version. But then if you take it to a blacksmith, instead of just giving it a stat boost, it ex- it extends how far you can upgrade it. Um, so it, it is all... And, and each, obviously, each upgrade takes a different kind of uh, resource. So a rarer and rarer resource to, to upgrade it. But it really, I think it just pushes the limits a little bit further as to how far you can upgrade your gear, which like you said, Zach, I'm, I'm very much like once I find a piece of gear that I really like, I want to stick with it. Um, but in most RPGs, yeah, you kind of, it's kind of a revolving door, but yeah, not, it's not like that here, which is great. Yeah. I loved that. The game is, um, the game is really long as well. Like I just managed to, to finish it. And I think I got maybe f- a bit further than 50 hours in um, because I didn't get any sleep at all. Um, and that wouldn't be, there'd be shitloads of stuff left on uh, the I, Like you said it was massive, yeah. Yeah, I at the end of my review, I feel, I said I, I feel like I've only kind of scratched the surface and I... I would still, if I didn't trade in my PS4, um, I'd still be playing it now because I badly, with all of these games coming out, even though I finished the main story, all I want to do is go back and play more of this because there's so many side quests and I want to build up my settlement and there's so much more to do. Uh, So yeah, this will keep you busy for a really, really long time. 
All right, let's just uh, pump the brakes here for one second. Did you get bad snake egg farts? I did, and I have never been happier about it in my life. I got, I can't tell you how excited I got when I, because you go down this little, like, dark, dank alleyway, and I just heard an old lady screaming about eggs, and it put the biggest smile on my face. <laughs> it was, it was, the, the game has way, way more character than I was expecting as well. Like, there's that mission, there's another one that you help these two dim-witted brothers uh, like reenact a raid so they can get better, but they raid their own house. Um, but to ma- they, they feel like it doesn't feel authentic enough. So they get you to set fire to the house, but midway through, they realize that their mother's like old ornate axes in the house. So you have to kind of retrieve it for them. It's, there are a lot of moments like that, that kind of inject a bit of levity into it. Cause a lot of it is pretty intense. Like it's, it's Vikings conquering a new land. It's not, you know, it's not a, a light subject matter. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of character and a lot of charm that's been put into it that I wasn't expecting that is, it's executed really, really well. And I really appreciate that. Um, from a, have you, you've, you've played Odyssey or? I played Origins through or just... a good part of Origins, but just never really, I just, it never clicked with me and I've played a bit of Odyssey. From a story um, sort of perspective, how did you find it? Because I guess these games sort of maybe because they're so big and you know they have so much stuff to do, and uh, the the main story sometimes is a little bit weaker. Um, yeah. But how did you find the the story? In this I game? it took me it probably took me a little bit longer to get attached to things than with say I've just finished The Witcher. Um, it took me a little bit longer than it did there, but once I, it probably like maybe three hours in, I found myself pretty engaged. Uh, like I said, because of the structure of it, it tells these micro stories within a larger narrative. You always feel like there's like a beginning, a middle and an end, and then you move on to something else. So there's always that sense of progression. Um, and the characters they put in those micro stories, you genuinely care about. Um, so yeah, the way they've done it, I, I always felt engaged. Uh, obviously there's a larger narrative at play that gets, that gets pushed forward. Um, and there's some pretty massive things that kind of eventuate at the end that obviously I won't spoil. Um, but no, I, I was pleasantly surprised with how much I enjoyed the story. Nice. Did you, um, I'm not sure if you said it just before but mm. did you play as a male or female version of um either i played, played as neither i yeah i um i played predominantly as the female version because i preferred her voice actor and i just thought she looked a lot cooler um okay but i would suggest playing as both i can't really uh, elaborate on what is- why but i would suggest playing as both okay so maybe, okay. Because there's an option to, you can either play as the male or the female, or there's mm. an option for the animus to like inject which gender for which circumstance. It's kind of hard oh, to explain, but I'd just pick the, the middle option for those who are, okay. haven't played it yet. Well, I just started it uh, maybe a couple hours before the podcast. Yep. I probably only got to the first, uh, the first mission where you um, got to rescue the crew and you fight. Yep. 
and the guy yeah, that's the guy. literally where i just finished it yeah like, like the guys on the altar or whatever and then you yeah you go out to the church or that big barn or whatever yeah yeah um, gotcha so I'm, I'm i'm right at the start but i yeah. didn't kick the dude um and it's very uh very much about playing as as dudes and she'll i have no doubt that she'll um commandeer this game yeah she's at some point. she's excellent her voice actor I mean, does a, a great job she's got form she's got uh god yeah. of war taken from me she's got assassin's creed odyssey so uh <laughs> i think uh Valhalla is a, a sure thing also um flighting the the rap the like viking rap battles yes the absolute best they're fantastic flighting is so good it's it's excellent it's something that i remember reading as part of ubisoft's like press releases and i was like that's such a it'll be such a weird gimmick thing they've shoehorned in but it's it's not and it is excellent i absolutely love it nice so you um tell us what score you gave it uh in the end i ended up giving it a nine and it's genuinely one of my favorite games this year would have been the top three yeah top of your head yep okay 100 percent um cool uh, and congrats, you Ubisofters or Assassin's Creed, whatever social channel this evening has published a um, an accolades poster of sorts, uh, and you're you're on there, which is your your first time. It so is. Congrats. congrats, Ubisoft have popped my cherry. Thanks. That's right. I'll, Thanks, fellas. I've uh, pocketed the uh, eighty five bucks that they gave me for that positive review. So. Yeah. Cheers. Far cheers. Right. Buy yourself. Buy yourself three coffees with that, mate. Oh, well, I will. Uh, Kieran, did you have any questions on Valhalla uh, at all, or should we move on to the next one? No, that pretty much. Being, I'm. I'm. I'm happy that I to hear about it for twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm happy to hear that it's turned out as good as my preview session kind of led me to believe. Yeah, I'm happy well. that I didn't talk sing its praises and then Adam picked it up and then like, realized it was shit. garbage. Kind of like <laughs> when Dylan told me that Tamarin was good. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you didn't lead me astray, mate. You did well. Nice. All right, let's uh, move on. Jordan, want to talk about Rainbow Six very quickly for? A- uh, yeah, there's not a whole lot to talk about. So um, I uh, last week, last week, yeah, last week. Uh, I was just in a brief preview session for the next season of Rainbow Six Siege. Uh, so I got to try out the new character and the map rework for the maps that I forget the name of. Um, but yeah, uh, they've done quite a bit. So there are a few balancing changes. Uh, Zach, did you play Siege at all? I have. I did so, actually enjoy it on the PS4 back in the uh, the OG days. Yeah, so they've done some changes to the animation for reinforcing the walls. So now, it's, now it's uh it's like twenty percent faster or something. Uh but the real highlight is the new operator. Uh so what they've done is uh rather than look at some of the older operators that are for defense and how, you know, they board up doors and stuff to try and impede uh movement and progress, uh you know, the problem with those ones is they kind of uh, limit your maneuverability and viewing angles. So the new one, what she does is she puts lasers on doorways and hatches and stuff like that. And basically, the lasers will go away when the uh, when someone of the, of the same team as the operator, uh, you know, moves nearby. 
but if a, another play like an opposing player walks into it they take like almost half their health and it's a really just a really fun you know well-designed way to you know not limit uh or just you know the maneuverability and uh sight lines so i was actually very impressed with uh what they've done i always find myself quite impressed with how they manage to add new and new operators to uh to the game but yeah here we are it was uh, another you know i think it's what year five season four now so you know they've been going strong and uh, a big, nice. big shout out to yubi for uh inviting me to that huge big shout outs to the team there at ubisoft for uh assassin's creed and um that rainbow six siege preview speaking of shout outs we gotta get give another big shout outs to uh xbox australia uh and big t-shirts spencer for uh Hooking us up with an Xbox Series X for review, which uh, the embargo ended uh, Friday, I think. Um, and we published, or I published uh, our review, my review on, excuse me, on Monday. Um, so we can talk about that for a little bit if you guys want. Um, I'm glad that we can talk about it properly now because last week was a bit of a debacle. Because um, I hadn't really written anything down, and I was spoilers. A bit, a he, bit... said, he last week he said it's not the PS Five. I don't care. Yeah, I did say that, didn't I? <laughs> uh, shit, no, I didn't. What are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> I like that you admitted to it though. Um, well, yeah, he also said I... you're going to be twenty bucks. Actually, from what I remember. No, I didn't. Oh shit. Sorry, I spent it on those. On don't I? Um, on the not violet crumble. <clears throat> cool. Yeah. So Series X. Who only you, Kieran, pick one up today? Yeah. So we're recording on uh, Xbox Series X. Edge. Series X. Launch, Series Edge. Uh, launch day. Um. So put your hand up if you're listening at home and you uh, bought one. Put your hand up if you bought a PS5. Put your hand up if you bought a PS5. Put your hand up if you bought an Atari. All right, now everybody. Oh, more hands up for the Atari. Wow, I didn't. Th- I didn't see that coming at all. Mental. Um, <clears throat> all right, so Series X. It's. Oh yeah. Ah, oh, sorry. <laughs> it's good, but uh, so in my review, all right, I I always find um, reviewing hardware like consoles at the beginning of their life cycle kind of a bit jarring because. Everybody knows that the beginning of something new is not the full experience that you'll that you'll have. So, in a sense, it's kind of like how do you truly review the capabilities and the you know the experience of this piece of hardware when you're only getting sort of you know the first little bits of it. Um, but I mean, from what from the um, the the games and stuff that I was able to play like there's I can definitely see like promising signs uh like things like loading screen so that 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 SSD tech which I'm a bit of a noob and in my PC um when the guy was like oh let's put in a one terabyte SSD a couple of years ago I was like nah I don't need an SSD I was just say the 200 bucks um and you know every now and again I'll curse my bloody computer because it's so slow to open something but then you know using this um the series x console which has the one terabyte drive with, with i think eight i did i did write it in in here um 
it's got 802 gigs of usable storage like it just it was so quick like you know you, you turn it on um and going from a full shutdown uh to the the dashboard it takes it took 19 point something seconds so i think i ran it down to 19 just to you know make it look a bit a bit faster but um but yeah like you know whereas i i did that on the on the um uh, on the 1x and it took over a minute to to load into the dashboard it's like a minute and two seconds i'm just trying to find in my review the actual uh timing yeah so one minute seven seconds so that's you know so that's super faster super faster that's much faster sorry um so <laughs> and um now you've thrown me uh yeah so you know things like loading like and then like loading screens and stuff so uh because i, I know that this uh, the readers, sorry, the listeners of this podcast and the readers of the website are all big fans of of Homefront, and I know that you want to know how oh. how good it, how good it performs and loads on um, on next gen. So as it was also the uh, the other game, the other game, sorry, the the only game I have on PlayStation and Xbox. I thought it was a is a pretty pretty good game to test out because I could test the, the same version on three different sort of platforms. But loading that game had pretty long loading times uh, back when it came out, but loading the game uh loading into like a recent checkpoint um you know save file on the series x took 15 seconds um whereas doing it on the one x it took uh one minute and two seconds and then on the ps4 pro it took 53 seconds so that's shaving off a a fair bit of time you know the amount of times that you would load screens after deaths and stuff um you know you're going to be saving tons of time through uh, loading screens and it's just yeah like it's it's just so much so much better like it's one of those things i guess that when i said i didn't want the ssd in my computer it's because i'd never um experienced it like i never had that ssd tech so i didn't know how good it was um but yeah now like now that i've had that sort of technology it's kind of like fuck like this is so slow to to load now um but from a design point of view I like it. Uh, I liked it when they announced it. I like that it's it's a it's, you know it's a bit different. It's not your, your sort of traditional console look, um, and it's not trying to look like a fucking spaceship like the PS Five. Although I, I do like <laughs> the design of of the PS Five, but I but I like how uh, basic yet different uh, the Series X looks. And you know, it just looks like a, a nice little small compact tower, even though it does have a bit of uh, bit of girth and a bit of weight behind it Kieran, you what do you think of the design of it yeah it's good it um it's i guess yeah it's quite uh monolithic but it mm. um it doesn't really draw attention too much which is good um i i've i've grown on the design of the ps5 but that's something that like i i as soon as i walk into the room i'm going to notice it every time mm. Whereas the Xbox has kind of already just like made itself a home in my cabinet. Yeah. I've forgotten about it. Like it's, it just kind of blends in. Um, yeah, so it can, it can be a showpiece if you want to, you know, stand it up, put it on the side of your cabinet, whatever. Um, but it also just fits nicely into a regular sort of decor. So yeah, it's good. Like it's a good combination of, I guess, like aesthetics and like uh, engineering as well, obviously. Um, See, I'm happy with it. Did you, your so where you've placed it is the top unimpeded. 
Correct. Yeah, so you would have, yes, you've seen mine where mine is. That's something that I've, I've, yeah, it's something I've definitely, I've got to figure out how exactly I'm going to rearrange um, <clears throat> the setup so it's sort of not unimpeded, but to give people a, a visual um, cue on sort of what I'm talking about. So my TV stand is just, it's built for like up to 65 inches TVs, but it's like a cubed kind of thing. So it's got like, excuse me, it's got like five cu- uh, five cubes down the bottom. And these, this, these small little shelves just above where the Xbox Series, uh, sorry, the Xbox One X fits and the PS4 Pro all fit in nicely. Um, but the cubes and there's like, yeah, there's five cubes on the, on the bottom and then three on top. They, it fits, the Series X fits nicely in there because they're cubes. The top is only like, uh, let's just, let's call it like half a, I don't know, like maybe like 10 centimeters of gap between the top of the cube and the top of the Series X. So um, there's not a lot of room for the heat that obviously comes from the top because that's that's the design of it to to go. So, and when I've been using it, like it definitely, it, it's pumping out a fair amount of, of heat, but it's, you know, it's, it's doing it nice and quietly, but it's something that I've probably got to look into because it's probably not good for either the console or the, you know, the TV stand, it might melt. I, I don't know, um, but yeah. So that's probably the only thing with these bigger consoles. Like they, they do kind of make it a little bit painful to for that setup sort of purpose. Like I, I'm looking at, at my setup now, and I have no idea where I'm going to put the PS5 in like two days. Um, I think I might even have to put it behind the TV. Like that, that's the only thing I can think of, sort of behind there where it'll be and i was thinking about maybe doing the same thing <clears throat> on the other side with the with the xbox but if you want to put a disc in it's going to be a fucking pain in the ass i anyway, but yeah that's uh back to the um back to the um the series x so yeah like it's got tons of power like you've all read about the specs of it um it's got hdmi 2.1 which unfortunately both my oled tvs don't have um, an LG B6 and LG B9. Kim, do you have an LG? Oh, I do. Yeah, which one do you have? I've got the uh, B8. So, B8. yeah, I'm in Does between yours, you. Can yours do the um, 120 hertz? Uh, not at 4K. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so, yeah, so I don't have 2.1 either. Yeah, so neither can mine. So, but, do you ha- but you can drop the resolution down, correct, to make it 120 hertz? Is that... I yeah I assume so. Mm. That's something I've been meaning to try, but I yeah I just haven't haven't gotten around to it. Um, so yeah, if you do, if you are looking to upgrade your TV, I'd say maybe just hold off a little bit um, if you can um, until sort of two point one is more I guess widespread um, because yeah like the the perks of that HDMI two point one <clears throat> excuse me are massive, so you'll get support up to you know, like one twenty FPS and Jordan's like, I can get that in like a bloody low-end monitor on PC because PCs, whatever. Um, but yeah, Jordan, so how stressful on a piece of hardware is 120 FPS? Uh, it depends on the game, really. But mm. uh, say you also do something like or your average you know, 3D rendered game, pretty much if a game can do 4K 30, it can do uh, you know, 1080p 60. 
the more and more frames that a uh, uh, piece of hardware has to render, the more and more heat is output. So it's not necessarily strenuous on the uh, on the hardware itself. It's more strenuous on the cooling solution. Mm. So if a console can uh, at least try and achieve that, that means that they're at least confident in their cooling solution. Okay. So yeah. Um, yeah, so for the review period, a lot of the games I had access to didn't have um, the optimizations yet. Uh, but now that the, the period sort of finished and the, the launches here, a lot of them are now, those optimization patches are sort of coming through. But from what I did have access to, I had Gears 5 uh, and that looked in- incredible. Like, you know, that, that, that campaign runs at 4K and at 60 FPS uh, with ray tracing and, you know, those reflections and that. It looked it just like that, like that to me, that looks next gen, like um there's you know this is sort of the 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 thing i was talking about that there's not a lot there was sorry there wasn't a lot of next-gen moments um from a gameplay sort of perspective because you know we're still very early on in that um in this in this generation but the other games i have played since then are dirt 5 which has now been optimized and again that, that looks and runs you know incredible um you know compared to some of the the current gen games it just little like little detailed touches that um that it can provide like just in the mud and like like the environments it just just looks so much better um the other game i I had access to that is uh uh, in sorry optimized was bright memory now i didn't realize this game was going to be super super short um i didn't know it was like a bit of a tease but I thought maybe it was going to be like a couple of hours, but my playthrough, I think it was like 38 minutes yeah. or something. Oh, yeah, wow. like that. It's like a half hour game. Um, but that game is fucking cool. I'm actually, I've started writing something. Uh, I'm not going to do a review because I don't know. I feel like, I don't know how I can put into a full review, like a 40 minute sort of, it's almost like a, like a demo, I guess you'd say. Uh, um, yes. So uh, it originally started out as an episodic game. Mm. But then the developer changed it, so he's kind of scrapping what it is now and doing an entirely new thing. But people who, at least on Steam, people who bought the original are entitled to the full game when it comes out. Uh, Jordan, have you played it? I have, yes. What did you um, what what what'd you think of it? I thought, uh, it was very pretty for a game made by one person. Starter. Yeah, it's incredible, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and it, honestly, it runs not quite nicely. I, I don't know how it runs on the X, the Series X, but for PC, so, it ran quite nicely. Yeah, the uh, only thing I noticed on the X was that a little bit of screen tearing every now and again. Um, and also, the audio was a bit bum when I was using Quick Resume. Um, but I'll talk about that in a minute. Um, but yeah, the screen tearing was probably the only performance thing that I noticed. But apart from that, like again, like that game looked. It, phenomenal yeah. Um, yeah and it like it played it was awesome like i i, I didn't it's want it to end very it's very slick in its gameplay and i guess the easiest fun. way to describe it is like devil may cry meets a first person shooter yeah well like i it's, said it's, it, like, it's a bit like doom uh and devil may cry sort of yeah the combo i sort of said it, and it's, it, it's got those those combo counters yeah um that like that devil may cry has so yeah like so when they did the was it the Xbox Series X gameplay showcase or whatever it was uh, earlier this year? Uh, Bright Memory in- Infinite. 
um, yep. was I think one of the first games shown off and a lot of people were like what the fuck is this game this game looks amazing uh, I mean I was one I was one of those people like I'd never heard of this game before um, but yeah like that game has now become one of my most anticipated Xbox Series X games uh, it was just yeah Kieran you've da- you bought it and downloaded it tonight yeah 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 I bought yeah. Uh, like Bright Memory yeah, yeah. Um, haven't it's only, didn't it's get time to play bucks. it but yeah. yeah it's 12 bucks so worth it i guess even if i get you know an hour's enjoyment out of it um, yeah well you can definitely go back and like i'm gonna go i'm gonna go back and play it again and just try and um because you can unlock different skills and stuff so i want to try yeah. and uh, um do that but you know that again that was running on you know 60 fps and stuff like that but the only thing i will probably the only slide against it apart from that um the screen tearing a little bit was the story kind of just and like I know it's only a demo, but I had no fucking idea what the story was going on. I don't think the developer had an idea either. Yeah, um, but I didn't care. Like I was shooting those demon yeah. things, whatever the fuck was fun as. So um, yeah, no, that's super cool. But yeah, so with the so uh, the other big perk of the SSD tech in the in the Series X is the feature called Quick Resume, which allows you to basically suspend multiple suspend and play multiple games at once kind of thing so you might be playing bright memory and then jordan goes hey you want to have a game of fifa and i go you don't play fifa and he's like well i do today so i so like I, how we were just talking about a multiplayer game that i previewed a session for and you go to fifa <laughs> um yeah fifa with guns oh, i mean no. whatever i mean you do um, shoot in fifa that's it yeah so you know you can you can i can get out of that jump to the the home screen load up fifa and then we play a game i beat him five nil or more yeah because um, i'm playing as a i'm playing as burnley oh savage and then i then i jump back into bright memory and it just loads um you know where i was um in the game and i at, at first i kind of forgot this was a bit like a thing um but then i loaded up home front again um <laughs> And it went straight back to like where I was. And I was like, oh, that's right. I fucking quick resume that. Like, that's cool as like, um, and the PS, not the PS, sorry. The Series X had, um, like it, like it'd been turned off. And that was, you know, like that was kind of the cool thing is you can, you can keep these suspended states of the games for, um, you know, while, while the console has been turned off. So that's, it's definitely cool. And I, I, I don't know how much I'll ever use it, but um, being able to, you know, just load back in very quickly is, is definitely a perk um any other questions before i maybe talk on the control and then maybe that's about it yeah we'll i was at least gonna ask about the, the controller so. oh, gee. Uh, uh dashboard is also the ui and dashboard that's been you know microsoft have iterated on that over the course of the xbox one um it's always been pretty trash it's actually not too bad now um it works a lot faster uh, it, things feel easier to find, especially in the store. That like I don't know if you've ever bought something previously oh, it's in the nightmare. store on the console, but it was junk. I hated it. Even like redeeming a code was always like a pain in the ass. Um, but now it's all fairly straightforward. Like you know, I can find stuff pretty pretty easy. The the other thing is that there's a new mobile app for it, um, but for some strange reason you can't make purchases or uh, redeem codes or anything on the mobile app. You have to do that either through the, uh, like a web link um, 
or the console directly, which is odd. It's very, very strange. Yeah, the mobile app's kind of like, it's cool, but it's very limited. Yeah, it's it's weird, yeah. How'd you find the setup? The setup was so good. Yeah. Like, it literally just, like, tells you to download the app, which I already had, and then gives you, like, the code to punch in, and then it, like... Within five seconds, it was like, do you want your old settings from your old yeah. Xbox that we backed up three days ago? And I was like, oh, yeah, cool. And that was it. Yeah, like the, like that part was was like super good because there were probably like a lot of settings in there that, or maybe not a lot, but a few settings in there that I wouldn't have remembered, uh, you know, what I chose or whatever. So it was good that they just sort of transferred across. Um, uh, is anything else hard, hardware-wise? Jordan, do you have any questions at all? No, um, I think you just about discussed everything that I was interested in. So, yeah, so the controller the controller is pretty much the same. I have read that it's like, I think, a millimetre smaller physically, but I haven't, I didn't look at any official, like, dimensions of um, that one versus the one, uh, the one X or the One controller. I feel um, like that's something you wouldn't even notice no no like but it, it definitely maybe feels a bit I, I would notice a millimeter smaller on you but <laughs> on the controller probably not well that's because it goes from a millimeter to zero yeah <laughs> um but yeah so there's a there's a couple of big changes um slash minor uh improvements so the micro usb port is gone it's been replaced by a usb c which is pretty cool um Bizarrely, it doesn't come with a cable in the box, but that kind of makes a little bit of sense given that uh, it comes with batteries in the box, so the controller still uses batteries. However, you can use your previous Xbox One battery packs if you've got them. So if you've got rechargeable packs, uh, you can just chuck those out of the uh, the One X controllers or the One controllers and fang them into the back of the, the Series X or S controller and you'll have battery packs there. So you don't have to go and spend 30 bucks on new battery packs. The only downside uh, is that you will need to supply your own USB-C cable if you don't have one already, but they're pretty cheap normally to buy from like JB, Officeworks, wherever, uh, Harveys and stuff. Um, there's a share button on the controller now, so a bit like PlayStation's share button. Uh, you you can choose how you want it to work. So you can either, I think, yeah, you press it to take a screenshot and you hold it, I believe, to take video. Um, and yeah, you can play around with that sort of setting if you want to, yeah, if you want to change it up a little bit, um, which is cool because as people who do reviews, you know, having that easier access to, or the, sorry, easier ability to take screenshots is a godsend. It's, it's great. Um, and again, you can plug in USB drives and stuff and set them as storage devices. I think last week I said that I couldn't figure out how to do that. Um, because bizarrely you have to go into the storage device and set it as a captured location. It's, it's weird. I'm not too sure why I didn't ask me that when I plugged it in, but I figured that part out. Um, and you, and you can record footage and whatnot, but it's limited to, I think 30 seconds at 4k, I I think. Um, and like a minute at 1080 and three minutes at 720, but uh, I think previously there was options for you on an external to record longer, but I haven't been able to find that anywhere. Um, the other thing is the D-pad. The D-pad's changed. It's no longer that sort of cut traditional D-pad that you'd find on like the DualShocks, for example, or the previous Microsoft controllers. Um, it re- resembles something a bit more like the um, 
elite, but a bit cheaper, not cheaper, but a bit uh, not as, you know, not as elite. It's uh, all connected, raised and angled. And uh, it feels a lot clickier as uh, Kieran, Kieran said, uh, which I agree with. And it just feels heaps better and easier to use. And the, um, the triggers and the back of it have also got a bit of like a matte grippier surface as opposed to the, the previous controller. Um, but yeah, moving on from the controller. Uh, the biggest problem that I had with the um, the launch of, I guess, the One X, sorry, the Series X, is again, there, there, there's no showpiece software. It's just, it's all the games you can pretty much play on other platforms like the PS5, PS4, One X, PC. Uh, there's nothing here that stands out and says this is what the Series X can do. I mean, in in an ideal universe, Halo Infinite would have you know would have launched alongside it, and maybe that would have shown off some of the some of the uh, tech here. But yeah, that, I mean that's been Microsoft's problem for a while now. It's just the lack of first party games and hopefully now that they've been making all these acquisitions and stuff they can they can finally put their uh you know put put the games out there uh the medium which was actually meant to be the first game uh sorry the first series x console exclusive um that's actually been delayed from december 10 to january 28th next year so we you know we're waiting longer for that sort of first party experience and even then i mean it's not really first party i think it's been is it published i think it's, i think it's only just uh, like bought by Microsoft. I don't, don't think they're even publishing it, but um, yeah, you know, it's time to sort of see these, you know, all these games that they've been working on because the for a large part of the One X generation, they, their game, their software offering kind of kind of stunk. But um, but that's where Game Pass comes in. You know, Game Pass and backwards compatibility. You know, their Game Pass is not that I'm a huge fan of it because i prefer to buy games bizarrely i'm still sort of in then that old school kind of thing but you know at 15 16 bucks a month you know that the game pass service is great value and microsoft have embraced that backwards com- compatibility so if you do have older og xbox games that were part of that backwards compatibility program and 360 games and stuff um you know <clears throat> you, you've got a shitload of games here that you can play on one device uh, whereas playstation have been less um friendly with that sort of um concept but yeah that's i mean overall like i think um there's heaps of there's heaps to be excited about um and like i said you know we definitely you know we're only just opening the door to next year you know we haven't explored all the possibilities that it's going to provide yet so i think you know in three four years you know we'll have those proper next gen experiences and we'll really see what the uh power in these consoles can do. Nice. And <laughs> just spoken about that for 20 minutes. So now I have to go get a drink of water. No, I don't. Um, but my voice is sort of going a little bit. All right, let's move on. We spoke about uh, primary, we spoke about dirt. Let's quickly go <clears throat> through some news uh this stuff's pretty old but you know far cry 6 has been delayed from february 16th i think it was to later sometime 2021 uh overcooked all you can eat was actually meant to launch 
sorry, was it going to be a launch title for the PS5 with Series X to come, Series X and S to come later in this year? It's actually hot dropped uh, today, so you can actually get <laughs> Overcooked or you can eat on Xbox X and S now. Um, I thought you were going to say they delayed it to get away from Cyberpunk. The usable storage. Oh, excuse me. The usable storage on the Series S is three something. I looked at it last week. Three hundred sixty-four gigs, which is tiny. So um, when you consider that Call of Duty is what one hundred thirty, one hundred seventy mm. gigabytes, and NBA is one hundred and fifty, that's like the whole thing in one hit. Well, two hits. You know, that's two games. Yeah, it's uh, it's massive. Um. Do we have any other news here that we can that you've posted in? There's Jordan's little. Um, there's actually some news um, going around that uh, I'll find that link actually in a sec. I'll read through this one first. Um, but Sony has uh, in an ad in their PS5 launch ad, they've basically highlighted at the very bottom of the of the screen that three of their PS5 exclusives are aiming to launch in the first half of 2021. And to my surprise, because I did pick that um, this game would launch early 2021, but Horizon Forbidden West is actually going to, they're aiming for a second half of 2021 launch for that. The three games, um, hopefully launching that first half, are Gran Turismo 7, Ratchet & Clank, Rift Apart, and Returnal, um, which is pretty cool. So, I mean, it just shows you the difference between Xbox and PlayStation just a bit, not to sort of rag on Xbox a bit, but, you know, PlayStation had such a strong generation with the PS5 and first-party games. And here, you know, they've, before the half, the first half of the year in 2021, we could have, what, five, six, you know, good exclusive games for the, or first-party games, sorry, for the PS5, whereas Xbox has got, they might have one or two. Um, mm. It just, yeah, it's just like that's, they're the key differences, I think, that, uh, and as yeah, I think you, you said previously, Kieran, which I think sums it up perfectly, is that Microsoft is more innovating than PlayStation <laughs> is innovating. Oh, no. Um, you... no, I said PlayStation is iterating. Well, no. No, because that's backwards as well. Careful, careful no, you go back and listen to that recording, and I bet you I will. Right. You said innovating twice. No. Nah. Microsoft is more innovating, whereas PlayStation is innovating. Did you just say innovating twice? If I said it, I'm going to... No, I'm not going to say that. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah, so there are three games. I think out of those games, I think the only one I'm really keen for is Returnal. I think that that game looks pretty, pretty cool. Um... There was some news going around that Crytek's database had been hacked or something like that, and there was like um, they found like um, I'm just trying to find the link here. So alleged Crytek list is from WC uh, W I can't read that WCCF Tech. Uh, alleged Crytek leak suggests that a new Rise game alongside Crisis Two and Three remasters are being pitched or planned. Um, yeah, and the article just goes goes on to say that uh, there's also potentially a crisis battle free to play battle royale game um, in the works. So that'll be 
interesting. I'd definitely love a new Rise. Don't <laughs> um, about you guys. Rises. Jesus. Rose. Um. Dad of Rose, Dad of Rome. Mm, no. Uh, do we have any yeah, other that's true. news to talk about? PS5 has 666. Oh, biggest news of the Ooh. week Mass yeah. Effect remasters. Oh. Yeah. Wow, okay. What a lukewarm reception to that. Um, I've, never, I've never played Mass Effect. So. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Look, my only experiences with Mass Effect were Mass Effect 1, where I gave up at the Marco section because it sucked. Yeah, but now yeah, the Marco section's just, even better been looking than before. The, the clearance to just forget about and, that. Uh, and Andromeda. <laughs> and now Andromeda doesn't exist anymore. Thank God. Poor Andromeda. You would say that. No, I don't care. Didn't play that either. Um, yeah, we might leave news there. Jordan, you only. Wanna- Go with your um, your tech corner. Uh, yeah, so uh, reviews for the AMD 5000 series CPUs came out. So that's the third generation of Ryzen. Uh, and they absolutely kick butt to the point where any improvements that Intel normally come out with will just make them equal, which, you know, on a value standpoint, makes Intel losers once again. So, uh, yeah, uh, it's pretty cool stuff. It's a bit of a shame that those CPUs aren't what's powering the next-gen consoles, but, you know, can't have everything. Nice. Why not? Is, it, is that it? Yeah, that's it. That's it? Cool. Um, we have a couple of other reviews up on the website. So Eleanor has reviewed uh, Sakuna of Rice and Ruin uh, and gave it a Big, hard, fat, Big, ten, fat 10. Out of 10 out of 10. Whoa. Minor 10 every out. time. Um, and just so you, uh, you understand, Zach, that means it's good. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Press F to hold respects. Cop <laughs> that, mate. That was a bit uncalled i say. Uh, Kieran Stockton has done a review for Doom Eternal, The Ancient Gods Part 1. Uh, also, Yakuza Like a Dragon, which we spoke about last week. And, uh, Karen, you put up Marvel's Spider-Man Miles Morales. Dylan did review uh, Dark Witches Anthology Little Hope. Um, so you can check those out on the the website. Uh, Karen, you also did a review for the Steel Series Aerox. Yeah, which I'm using right now as we podcast. Uh, how is it? I'm loving it. It's um. Give us a loud click, would you? Uh, yeah, right. Hang on. Oh, what? I just stopped the recording. <laughs> Did that come through at least? No. no. What? <laughs> I must have RTX uh, voice on again. Hang on. Did Did you just press the stop button? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's okay. okay. I, I, I rescued it. It was. Again. I was yeah. clicking rapidly, so it just it started again. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> I might be like a millisecond out of sync for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> that, that's fine. That's fine. We can do oh. a quick. We can do another clap sync right now if you want. <laughs> no, that's fine. Uh, that was. Why'd you make me do that? Yeah, sorry. I I can't help but feel a bit responsible for that. It'll probably come through in the recording. I think. It, I think Fingers it's just Discord. 
All right, let's uh, jump into off topic. So I'm not sure if there's going to be much to talk about. Um, oh, sorry. Um, I lie. There is one more thing. We do have one more review going up. I'm sort of putting it up in the background as we do it now. But uh, one of our new writers, his name is Harrison Tabulo, I think his name is. Uh, he reviewed a game called Transient, which is a Lovecraftian horror game. Jeez, uh, is your name Harrison? Or I can't pronounce his surname. It is not. Um, <laughs> so yeah, you can go read his review. Uh, it should be up tonight if I can get it finished. Uh, he gave that a seven. So it is you. You got to finish your review. No, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, she kind of looks a bit like Trent. Is it no, Trent? It's not, it's not Trent. Uh, anyway, let's move on. From that, uh, off topics, anyone got anything to share? Uh, yeah, we talked about it last week, but the Bring Me the Horizon song, Kingslayer, slaps, oh. still slaps. Still slaps. Nice. Um, speaking of Assassin's Creed, I started watching a TV show called Barbarians. Um, has anyone seen this show or heard of it? Uh, no, no, but are the subtitles too small again, or what? No, sub- subtitles are fine. It's in German. Um, I think it's in German. No, it's a bit. It's sort of a mix. It's like Latin and and stuff. But um, but it's set during the Romans uh, in uh, Germania, Germania, um, and it's it's pretty cool so far. I'm only three episodes in or four. Um, but no, I'm definitely, I'm really enjoying it. So if you like those sorts of, you know, Vikings, those, you know, Roman sort of shows like that, you'd, I think you'd probably enjoy it. Um, nice. Yeah. So there's that. And no, that's all I've got for you off topics this week. You know, I've been listening to a lot lately. Your, the floor of your bathroom falling through. Around a grande. This soundbite. <laughs> <laughs> what is that from? That's you. I, That's I know you. what that is. I You're know in it's the me. podcast. Yeah, when? Oh, Ages yeah. ago. Yeah. Right. I haven't saved on my phone. <laughs> That's weird. I'm glad that that's just on hand. That's wonderful. Um, nice. Adam, you got anything for us? How's the... Uh, give us the latest uh, update on the, uh, on the VAC situation actually do you ever wish that your vac was like an rpg you could just sort of upgrade and like, oh i thought it you meant it was gonna fire a rocket if <laughs> uh if i had the money to treat my vacuum like an rpg and upgrade it every week or so i absolutely would it would be wonderful i'd have all sorts of crazy attachments on it but no nice no, no money but uh mate she's still still firing on all cylinders Cool. What's the what's the last room that you vacuumed? Last room was the living room. Did that this morning before work. How long did it take? Ah, uh, oh, mate, takes no time at all. It's it. We have wood floors in the in the living room, so it's ah, oh, mate, nice and quick. How's it go? You like that? Yeah. Yeah, good. Cool. Um. <laughs> Jesus. Fair enough. Let's, uh, shall we... Please. Wrap it up there. Yeah. All right. 
Uh, so I'll, t- I'll take that as a yes. All right, thank you to everyone for Me. listening to this week on the Well Played DLC podcast, episode 69.2. Point nice, point two. Point two. Hopefully we can salvage um, our Games of the Generation chat. Um, hold F to press respects. I mean, what? <laughs> <laughs> no. How did you make it worse? I can't remember what I said originally. Push, push F to hold respects, mate. Push F to hold respects for uh, for Jordan's um, for Jordan's Mind. editing, uh, whatever. Fucking Jesus. good luck, because it's going to be worse than that. Um, but yeah, thank you for listening. Hope you're all doing well. Enjoy next gen if you're getting uh, both, one of. Uh, let us know. Right up in the. Send me a message on PSN at hash brown. Um, Oi. <laughs> <laughs> um, Who are you calling yeah. Brown? Have a have a good have a good week. We're gonna wrap it up right there. Uh, check out the web the website, which is www.well-played.com.au, and have a good week. Bye. Bye.